Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Marie. What are you up to later? Want to join me for happy hour? I'm all in. And guess what's amazing? Our listeners and friends of the podcast can also join us because Brave New Teaching Happy Hour has officially launched. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We are officially hanging out a little bit longer after school with an extended extra private podcast feed just for you. Yes. Members of Happy Hour get extra 15 minutes of the podcast, give or take, because you know us, we run a little bit long. It's just kind of how we are. But if you would like to get in on this Happy Hour action, please join us. It is only $5 a month. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash happy hour and get yourself signed up because when you're there, Amanda, tell our friends what we do every month for our Happy Hour members. I think my favorite part is coming up with a new free resource for our listeners every month. And then we pretty much break down that resource and how to use it. We also like to have guests on to do extended episodes and even Q&A that's just for you about that resource. It's really exclusive and super private just for you. So if you are like us and you like hanging out, you like chit-chatting about all things that are teaching, teacher life, and everything under that umbrella, join us for happy hour and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Brave New Teaching, a podcast for educators challenging the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a high school English teacher in Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm also a high school English teacher in Southern California. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Well, hello, and welcome back to Brave New Teaching. Today's episode is solo. It's just me, Marie, here with you today. Um, And I just want to talk about a couple of things with you guys. This is kind of my open letter to teachers everywhere. We want you guys to know that we see you. On the behalf of myself and Amanda, the Brave New Teaching team, we see you. We, as you may or may not know, are both full-time high school English teachers, and we run Brave New Teaching and our own independent little projects on the side. These are our passion projects, and we love them, and they have become our lifeline in this 2020 teaching through a pandemic season that we are all living through. Um, And yeah, the messages that teachers are getting right now are so mixed and so charged that we just wanted to come on and let you guys know, like, we see you. We we see you. We empathize. We know 
what a lot of you are going through. Um, I mean, you guys have heard us talk on this podcast a bunch over the past couple of months about our different teaching situations. Amanda and I have very different situations at our different schools, but nevertheless, we still feel the same struggles. We still feel the longing and we miss what it used to be in our classrooms and we get angry and we get sad and we feel the despair. And we also feel those tiny little moments of utter joy and hope when we get to connect with students and we feel like we're actually making a difference and we are affecting change somewhere within our classes. Um, yeah, but we, we've we been hearing a lot as educators about self-care and about giving ourselves grace. And I know that these things are well-intentioned. They're well-intentioned by our friends and our family. They're well-intentioned by our colleagues. They are, they are well-intentioned messages. But I think something that a lot of us are realizing, especially right now, as I'm recording this, we're, I am two days out from winter break, and it is the most needed break I've ever had in my entire career. Um, And I can't even see past tomorrow to see like, okay, how am I going to relax over this break? I have no idea, because I have to get there to be able to see it, you know? Um, But we hear these messages of like, just take care of yourself, take time for yourself. And once again, they are well-meaning, but you really don't know what it's like (laughs) to be a classroom teacher right now, unless you're a classroom teacher right now. And I have good friends who are administrators, counselors, you know, other educators on campus, and they are absolutely feeling this as well in very different ways. But there is really nothing like being a classroom teacher right now. Whether you are in person, whether you are hybrid, whether you are fully virtual, it, it nothing is the same. Everything is topsy-turvy and upside down. And we, I, I know everybody has a lot of different ways of coping, and that's absolutely not what I'm on here to talk to you about today. Really, this is just, like I said, an open letter to let you know, I see you, Amanda sees you, like we see you. And that, for us, has been one of the most not necessarily comforting elements of all of this, but just like calming. So I guess maybe comforting. Um, Yeah, self-care, you know, like take time for self-care. It means so many different things to different people. And once again, people are well-meaning when they tell you to tell you to take time for yourself, but you're like, I don't even have time to finish the very most basic parts of my job. Nonetheless, the extra things that have been piled on by this situation, self-care by taking time for myself is so different. Like for me, self-care is honestly surviving right now, making sure that I make time every single day for my own children who are my whole reason for being, right? Like they light me up. They are my whole world. And when I don't feel like I have given them the time that they need out of me, their mom, that is when I will start to go into depths of despair, right? So like that for me is self-care. For some people, self-care is just being able to take a walk and have some moments of calm and be outside and get fresh air. And that can be self-care. And for some people, self-care is like giving yourself a pedicure or like taking a long soak in a bathtub. Like it means so many different things for different people. Some days for me, self-care is just sitting down with a bowl of chips and like a big hunk of cheese next to me, (laughs) just going for it because it makes me happy and it's something that I like. And I know when people tell us or like when we see examples in the news or in commercials about taking care of ourselves and giving ourselves grace because educators, we need you. Teachers, you're superheroes and rock stars. Um, Unfortunately, it is generally 
followed by some sort of a backhanded, and if you just keep doing more for our kids, you're what's keeping them going. The pressure that those sorts of backhanded messages put on us, whether we recognize them or whether they're subliminal, is stifling. So once again, I see you. We see you. We feel that pressure too, that pressure to constantly perform, the pressure to constantly connect with students who are not looking to connect. I had a conversation with uh, one of my students earlier this week, and I just said, listen, I'm going to tell you something that is not going to be the popular opinion among, it might not be the popular opinion among you guys, our listeners, but it's not going to be the popular opinion among the adults in your life, kiddo. Maybe academics just aren't going to happen right now. Maybe your mental and emotional health is not at a place where learning new things and practicing new skills and gaining mastery in your different skill sets that your classes are teaching you. Maybe that's just not a thing right now. And maybe let's see where you should be focusing your energy because every time you try and feel like you run into a wall, because that's how this kid was feeling, like the student felt like every time they tried, to do whatever for my class, for any class. They ran into a wall, they got tired, they just couldn't do it, and they spiraled a little further down the rabbit hole into feeling bad and into poor mental health and poor emotional state that gets harder and harder to get out of. And we as adults, I mean, I do this even as a parent to my own kids, come on, you can do it. I try to be that rallying cry, and I'm definitely that cheerleader rallying cry for my students. And I have really taken a moment to realize some of these kids, like academics is the least important thing when their mental and emotional state is so fragile. So I personally like had this moment of like, it's okay if you are in my class again next term. Just keep showing up so that you've got moments of connection and you can hear other human voices that are alive and not just on the TV. And and this kiddo has been coming to my class. Every time we have a live Zoom, they are there. They're not turning in jack squat, but they're there. And I feel like at least that's something. The kid is going to fail my class. Like that is, it is we know that that's going to happen, and I've already been in contact with other stakeholders, but um, all of this is to say, <laughs> where is our focus, right? Um, and so for ourselves, I just everybody needs something different. So I'm never going to tell you exactly what you need to do to take care of yourself. Just know that we're out here and we see you. And I think one of the most heartbreaking things that is happening in our profession is that the political climate, um, science being politicized, right? And now we've got a vaccine coming out that is going to be a bigger controversy than it should be, in my fair opinion. Um, it is polarizing not just our nation, but our profession. Our profession is being polarized, even within my own union in my district. We've got stark contrasts between teachers who want to be on campus, think everybody should be on campus. There's no reason that we should all be virtual or even hybrid. Everyone should be on campus. And then there's the polar opposite of teachers who are like, it's not safe. I don't feel safe. And I can't be a good teacher if I don't feel safe, right? Like, And then there's the whole gray area in the middle. And it's so hard to feel good about what we're doing when we are fighting each other, even if it's not outright, even if it's just knowing that other people around us feel so completely differently. It does something to you, right? So I, I once again, I see you. 
we see you. And I and and Amanda and I, I can speak for both of us. We know that you see us too because we get this privilege to be able to interact with an audience and with a community of educators through this podcast, through the blog that is attached for our show notes and through um, Instagram and social media. It, that interaction has been like a lifeline because you can get so deep down the rabbit hole of your own situation or of your own little corner of the world that being able to interact and connect with people who are outside of that bubble still experiencing the same things, right? We're all still experiencing topsy-turvy upside down, like I was saying, but being able to connect with you guys from all over the world has been the most humbling and the most, I would say, personally and professionally enriching experience that I could take out of this 2020 season of my career and of my life. And so I know that Amanda feels the same way. We both want to thank you all for all of your support and for sticking with us. We know we've been absent for a couple of weeks. Things got a little bit crazy. Um, In Amanda's house, COVID (laughs) descended upon her and her family, and she's been having a struggle getting through it because it's just, I mean, it's just hard anyways, but she's got two little ones, as you guys know, and she has been the most rock star mom um, and just still serving her students and taking care of her family and doing the most amazing things that I don't think she ever thought were possible for her to do. And I am in awe of my friend and my business partner and the amazing things that she's been able to accomplish through one of the hardest things that she's ever experienced. So if you guys get a chance, message her and say, hey, you're doing great. Um, But I just wanted to end this once again with gratitude. We... We see you. We hear you. We see the lack of the willful lack of empathy that some of our community members, that some of our politicians, that even parents of our students are spitting venom venomously our way. Um, and it's it's easy on when when you're not in the thick of it to say that parent who just sent me the most ugly email is obviously hurting. But when you've just received that email, man, does it sting. And I, I've gotten those emails too, guys. Like, I see you. I hear you. And as a mom, I can see wanting to viciously defend my child when my child is having a hard time. And I've absolutely come very close to putting that anger and those emotions in the wrong place, right? And like misguiding <laughs> where they land. And I know that that's happening to a lot of us from parents, from other teachers, from our larger community Facebook is kind of a scary place right now, especially if you're a teacher. It's it's hard to go on there and see some of the things that people are saying so generally about us and about our profession. And I really don't think that these people who are saying stuff like that are truly evil. I really don't think they think that all teachers are horrible, lazy people who don't want to work. And that's why we're all working from home. Like it was our decision. Um, but the reality is they're saying these things and they're leaving these examples for their own children and for other children to see. And we get the brunt of it. We, the teachers and the other educators get the brunt of it. And it's not easy and it's not deserved, but it is reality. And that's what we've got. And the one thing that we have is the camaraderie to know that one way or another, there's still going to be school, right? Like we're going to come out of this one way or another. There's still going to be school. Children will still need to be taught. And it'll be a very interesting journey to see where we, especially as an American education system, but just in general, where education goes from here, because nothing has been the same. Um, With that, friends, once again, we really, truly do appreciate you. 
We are wishing you the happiest holiday season if you are celebrating in this December and a happy new year. We are going to be taking a little break over on the podcast. We'll still be on Instagram. We'll still be able to interact that way, but we're going to take a break for a few weeks just to recharge and get things ready. And we will be back in 2021 with more brave new teaching, big topics, interviews. We've got some great ideas and some wonderful, really exciting projects coming your way in 2021, and we cannot wait to share them with you. So until we meet again, you guys have a wonderful day. Hopefully this little talk has kind of given you just at least a little bit of like, you know, warm fuzzies to know that like we're here too. We see you. How many times can I say that in one podcast? Um, And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much. 